The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys! This, this is the Players' Lounge. Broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Barry Church, Danny McRae, and Newey Scruggs. Hey, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, back here in Frisco, Texas. It's not as hot as it was, you know, the past couple days. We got a little rainstorm the other day, so it ain't as hot, but it's your host with the most, Barry Church. It's your average box safety. I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself. You better book him on time. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking about Danny McRae. What is popping, my dog? What's you going on? S- you said host with the mo- host with the most money. Yeah. 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 Here we go. Here we go. No, man, look, no, 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 no man, no myth, no legend. But mm-hmm. the challenge did come on last it night. It did, and I watched that month. Yeah, now, yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. For those who aren't watching the challenge, Danny McRae is on. It's, is it it's MT- CBS is the CBS. challenge, right? Okay. CBS. Let us know a little bit about what's going on on the challenge real quick. Before we dive into Cowboys football, I got some questions about the challenge. But so far, give me your overview of what's going on so far. Man, they trying to kill us out there, bro. They dropping us off buildings. We having to swim in (laughs) dirty water. You know what I'm saying? A thousand yards at a time. And Mm. I'm I'm not that good of a swimmer, Mm. right? So I'm out there thinking I'm going to die. But but your boy's surviving, man. He's he's uh, doing his thing. You know, I'm staying under the radar, making sure my name is not in anybody's mouth, right? That nobody's uh, upset with me. Nobody wants to throw me in. So that's that. Still rolling. That's that vent mentality oh, from, yeah. from Survivor. So you took some of the Survivor traits and you brought it over to the challenge. And it seems to be working out so yeah, far. Yeah, keep quiet. Stay out the way. That's, that's all. it. That's all you got to <laughs> do, huh? Stay out the way. Just make sure you ain't in the elimination. Yes, I don't want no trouble. That's nah. it. <laughs> Once again, this is Barry Church, Danny McCray. We're at the SWBC Studios. This is the Players Lounge, and we're still working on a sponsor. You know, we're gonna get things done. We're gonna get things done. I Don't hope worry so. about all that. Church, get us a sponsor. We're gonna get that thing going. Um, our our main host, Nui Scruggs, he's out in Denver right now for the joint practice between the Dallas Cowboys and the Denver Broncos. He'll be calling in here and shortly to to break down what happened at practice so far. But um, I was able to watch. I was able to watch uh, practice through um, Training Camp Live, DallasCowboys.com. If you guys didn't watch that, Training Camp Live was excellent with uh, Kyle Yumas and Isaiah Stanback doing the hosting duties. But from what I saw at practice, Uh from what I saw, because it was mainly focused on the offensive side of the football. I know we got a little bit of clips of the defense, but the cameras were mainly pointed at that offensive side of the football where Dak Prescott and the offense were going against Denver's defense. And let me say, tell you something. You talking about that defense that, that got us last year? That defense that, that did work <laughs> that on did, us yeah, last yeah, year. That, that did work who, on us who, last who year. Who laid out the blueprint for everybody else to come out. And okay, everybody right. thought the blueprint wasn't real, yeah, yeah. but it ended up being real. Yeah, yeah, that, that That defense out there. So I'm watching and going into practice and going into, you know, all the training camp and everything, I thought the, the main focus and the main concern for that offense would be the wide receiver position. You know, you know, Mari Cooper gone. You still got uh, C.D. Lamb, who he's still doing his thing out there. He's a dog. I'll give him that. But you lost Michael Gallup, ACL. Amari Cooper has gone via trade. So, to me, I'm thinking, all right, man, our offense, our receiver position, it's going to be a little tough. It's going to be a little tough, a lot of unproven talent out there. But something that shocked me when I was watching practice. And that, sh- it, that, that shouldn't have. But that go, shouldn't yeah. have. It, it shocked <laughs> me today as I'm watching, and I'm like – Man, you know what? This offensive line that we have, it's concerning because if you're watching practice, Denver's defensive line, led by Chubb and all those boys, without Randy Gregory because he was hurt with surgery, they were living in the backfield. 
I'm talking about Dak Prescott had probably no time back there to get, you know, plays developed or anything like that. The running game was stifled. To me, it's it's concerning because that's usually one of the strengths of your of your of your of your, our, our offense, you know, these past couple of years has been the offensive line. We know they're getting up there in age a little bit, but to see what I saw in practice and how Chubb and those boys were pretty much living in the backfield, it's kind of concerning. What's your thoughts about I, that? I gotta see this, okay. Uh I, I know what offensive line you're thinking of, and you're thinking of the offensive line we had when JG was here, when yeah, you had 2016, Frederick, yeah. Zach Martin, and yeah. Tyron Smith, you know, in the heydays. But if you look at where we were last year, what our offensive line, yeah. and then how how we look today at yeah. practice, it's not too far off. When we first played Tampa last year, mm-hmm. we saw Vita Vea come in and – and he put the pressure on us in the middle of the offensive and line. And we, and, and we said, hey, man, this is going to be an issue. We need to get somebody who has an anchor, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you move into this year, and you're trying to figure out if you have those guys, right? But you got Terrence Steele, who's going to be starting at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Pretty much every time you see Michael Parsons in a highlight during training camp, it's him going against a Terrence Steele. Gotcha. You have Tyron Smith, who you're not really sure how his health is going to be. You're still working on uh, your, your first-round draft pick who you drafted at uh, at tackle, but you got to play him at guard. So Mm -hmm. we know that we're trying to figure out the pieces uh, that are going to help us be successful throughout the year. So this is a tough task, right? Because we know that Denver's defensive line, they they got some monsters on there, and they gave us the work last year. So I'm not really surprised that, you know, day one when we go out here and play against somebody that's not the Dallas Cowboys Mm -hmm. that we may look a little rough. It's going to take a little time, but hopefully by the time we get to week one (laughs) – we we okay. Yeah, and 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 I will say this. Um, you know, there wasn't a lot of penalties. Like you didn't see a lot of holding penalties or false starts and that. So hopefully, you know, Mike McCarthy is doing his thing out there. He's well, they should have held. They should have been holding. Yeah, should have been some hold out there because that, like I, like I said, that Denver D line, they were living in the backfield back there, and Dak really didn't have a lot of time to do pretty much anything out there. I will say this: the young first round pick, Tyler Smith. They had him in that, at guard, left guard and right guard. And from what I've seen, you know, I'm no, no O-line expert. You know, I played in the secondary, no O-line expert. But the guy has some tenacity about him. And he seemed to be able to hold his own against the ones from Denver. And we know they have a fierce defensive line there. He seemed to be able to hold his own. He was taking the reps at, at, with the second team. He, had a, he sprinkled here and there with the first team. But the majority of the reps for first team were taken by McGovern, who I would say he didn't have a terrible day. You know, not great, but not terrible. So that's the skill, right? That's the skill right now. Where, where do you see – do you see Tyler Smith being able to crack this lineup? Like I said, he, he had a solid performance out there today at practice in the joint practice against the Broncos. Do you see Tyler Smith being able to crack this lineup heading into week one? I, I, I think it's going to be tough for him to do it. I have to see how he plays when he gets out there during the preseason, right? Because we, me and you both know when you're practicing against your own teammates, it's a little different, right? When it those is, lights come is. on and you get out there <laughs> and the speed of the game is picking up a little bit because you're starting to see different looks, different schemes, not the same stuff that Dan Quinn is doing, mm-hmm. but it's now Denver's defensive coordinator is giving you stuff that you giving you looks that you may not have seen, especially coming from a smaller college, yeah, that's right? True. That's true. So once he gets gets you know kind of caught up with the speed of the game, I think I think he's gonna be a starter. Think it's gonna be okay. I, okay. The only thing that scares me about him starting to lift guard is that same concern that we always have: is what happens when the left tackle, which is gonna goes happen, down, right? It's or gonna when happen. He's out yeah. for you know for a game or, or three games. What happens then, right? You don't want to mess up a guy like 
I go back to last year with Terrence Steele, rolling that right tackle. He was doing his thing. Right? Then uh, Collins comes back. You move uh, you move him over to the left, and it wasn't the same for the, for the rest of the mm-hmm. season, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, mm-hmm. it's a totally different position. You got him out of his groove, and I don't want Tyler Smith to get in the groove at left guard and then have to bump out to left tackle because we know that's where the dog's at. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Unless you playing the rounds. But yeah. everybody else, they got those DNs, and they're coming, and that left side is is the side that really needs to be protected, which is why Tyron Smith has been there so long making that money because that is a very important position. And when he's out, you see the difference in what the Cowboys are <laughs> when, yeah. when, when we have that protection. And then when Tyron Smith is out, it's like, this is probably the worst of the worst. Yeah, I mean, because he's a young guy. He's a young guy. He's raw. I would say he's talented, but he's raw. He has to work on his techniques a little bit. When I'm talking to Nate Newton, he says that's one of the big things that he needs Tyler Smith, the young guy, to work out on is it's just a technique. He has all the strength. He has all the physicality to go out there and be that road grader, pancaking guys left and right. He just has to work on his technique a little bit, and and I think you're 100% right. When you talk about um, Tyron Smith missing some time out there, which, you know, I don't you want to knock on wood for him, but I mean, if we go by history, he's going to miss a couple games. Where, where do you go from there? Like, do you throw the young rookie out there to the dogs on that left side and put him in there at tackle? You don't want to overload his brain because we've seen that happen before. Like you said, with Terrence Smith, you don't want to get – or t- um, Steel. Steel, Terrence Steel. We've seen that happen to where – Guys will be so locked in at their position, they get tossed into a, a completely opposite position because I didn't play offensive line, but guard and tackle to me seem like two totally <laughs> <Very> different. different positions. <laughs> Very different. You don't want to throw a guy like that, and if he does bad, you know, kind of hurt his confidence. You know, we've seen it with Terrence Steele. It hurt his confidence when he was moved from right tackle to left tackle. So, to me, hopefully, um, you know, he's able to go out there and keep performing at a high level, but – Got to keep in mind, you got to learn both positions because, you know, one of these days it's going to happen where they're going to end up throwing him over there on Ty Smith's side. So hopefully he's able to come along good and, and he's able to keep the penalties to a low and he'll be able to ball out. But like I said earlier, I, I was concerned. I was concerned about that offensive line looked like out there. Dak didn't have too much time. I understand it's one practice and it's your first time going against, you know, opposite colors, but – you wanted to see just a little bit more out of the O line. Well, listen, we'll, we'll get to see what Nui thinks. He's up close and personal, so I think we're going. We're, we're about to get Nui on. Nui, Nui, you with us? I'm with you, man. I'm yes. with you. Hey, the man, the myth, the legend, Nui. What is going on out there? We know you're doing the legwork for us out there at uh, Denver, watching the Cowboys versus the Broncos practice out there. We just touched a little bit on how. The offensive line, to me, watching it from, from from Dallas, Texas, the offensive line looked to struggle a little bit. Looked like Denver was taking advantage of them out there. What are your thoughts on what our, our offensive line looked like against that Broncos D-line? All right, good question. I stood basically on the other side of the field most of the time, checking out the defense and Russ. So offensive line, I didn't really get that much into it. And then what I did see was Farnock fighting with uh, – Fifty-one here, who threw a punch on Farnock. I had to Farnock put him down, and then kind of basically like stayed in. Um, <laughs> but definitely uh, chippiness on the side of the field where Dak and company were. Dak just spoke to the media, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I practice." I did ask him. I said, "Do you feel like you got the better of their defense?" And he said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. But like I said, I spent most of my time 
on the other side of the field watching practice with Terrell Davis. Well, well, well let's, uh, tell us a little bit about what you saw on that defensive side of the field. I know Diggs wasn't participating, uh, neither was uh, J. Ron Curse, and it looked like um, their replacements were Noshawn Wright and um, I want to say Donovan Wilson. So what did, the, what did the defense look like on that side versus uh, Russell Wilson and the boys? Kelvin Joseph needs work. That's number one. <laughs> oh, oh, boss man, boss fat man needs fat. a little work. Yeah, yeah, boss man, fat needs some more work here. Um, the defense overall, look, Micah is Micah. Yeah. There was a couple times Russ got some passes off. And like, yeah, you was about to be sacked. Uh, but Micah is, is, is playing really good football. Um, they completed some passes for some touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. They did. The defense has some work to do, but overall. Live drills, you know, let let the Cowboys go, let Dan cook up some blitzes and things like that, it'd be a little bit different. So, from a defensive standpoint, knowing that J.K.'s not back there, Diggs not back there, and they're back because it was just a fall-off. It was a fall-off. But Devil Gallimore had one of the great lines. He said, I wish somebody had told me about his altitude. <laughs> <laughs> he said, all right, I'm thinking, okay, 95, that's cool. It's like I'm back at home. He said, then at altitude. He's like, you know, I kept going. I look around like, is it just me? And he's like, then I looked at myself like, the check engine light went on. <laughs> 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 because of the altitude. And just, which, by the way, for fans who don't know, uh, the winning percentage here at Denver, the whole winning percentage here, is one of the highest in NFL history. And that comes from, Hey, guys aren't used to playing in this altitude, so while it is hot, 95 degrees here, now you add that extra level of elevation, and so you're having to rotate a lot of guys. You're having a lot of guys that got to get uh, get used to, to to the elements that are here that are different. So um, the defense, you know, there's what you know. Here's a good thing, Mike McCarthy. You guys take the show, people. You're not there. There's some things that you've got to work on here, and I I like that. Okay. Okay. And then I got a little two-part question for you. First, what did number ninety D Law look like out there? Did he look like the old Tank Lawrence from the past, or what did he look like out there? And then my second part is, I know we had you know Micah Parsons coming off the edge, but was he playing in that you know second-level linebacker position as well, or is he strictly coming off the edge? I was watching mainly coming off the edge. That was when I, when I was pointing. I was standing next to Troll Davis. I was like, watch Micah right here. Micah went and got Russ twice. Yeah. Um, so he, he looks good. Tank, and they had moved Tank inside on some of those as well. Tank looks good. I mean, they're, 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 they're good football players, and, and, and I'm, I'm not worried about them. Uh, it would be nice to see these guys be able to go live. Mm-hmm. which you know, obviously they weren't going to do because of the way they structured the practice. But uh, 90, 11, they stay healthy. These guys should have good, these guys should have the kind of seasons we expect from them. Yeah, I think yeah, and I, I, it would be hard for you to answer this question too. But I think my main concern is the same concern we had last season with our defense is is the beef in the middle, right? Are we able to like the the pieces that we've drafted, the young guys that are now moving into year two and year three? How good are they going to be against the run? this season and without them going live it's hard to it's hard to see but are you from from what you can tell are we at least in our in position and guys out there looking like they're they're able to hit and separate and get off blocks and make these tackles uh against the, the running game of denver i feel better about them than i did last year you know i feel better about them than i did last year but but overall some of this stuff you know the way they've got it coach you know kind of what they are allowing the players to do you can't really you can't get a guy down you can't really get in there and stick but 
they they seem to be assignment uh, where they need to be. Now, look, Javante Williams, who they have here, is a good football player. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he's definitely a great running back back there as well. Was um, Melvin Gordon practicing today, if you know? I did not pay attention to Melvin Gordon at all. I, I didn't see him out here. Even if he was, I didn't pay attention. But I was looking more at Williams, um, who, uh, hey, uh, you guys are fantasy football players, get him. They're going to try with a, a you know, zone-blocking attack here. They want to run the ball here. And, and Williams is going to be the guy. They're going to try and get him the ball uh, in space. And uh, you can just see he and Russ working together here. So I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of Williams, man. That's big time. That's big time. And one more question before I, we, we let you know we, or let you go. We know you got a lot of work over there in Denver to do, but I want to know how big John Ridgeway looked out there. <laughs> I know we got the two pieces, um, Odigizua, Neville Gallimore, but it's always great to have that third rotational piece as an interior defensive lineman. Did he look like he could he can be that third guy to come in there and rotate in that interior defensive line? He left the field hurt. Oh, no. No, no, no. So he he left to feel hurt. So that that's that on there. Uh, that's, that's that's it there. Uh, I got I got one more for you. Um, <laughs> so so you got to tell me about Boss Man Fat, okay? Like, <laughs> so is it one on ones or is it him when he's on the defensive side? Is it is it oh, all, is all together? This is this is the team. This is one on one. One on one against the Cowboys. One he was running with the ones, man. And, um, you know, like I said, he needs some work. So, you know, mm, so there what, we go. That's, what, that's, what, that's, that's nicely how I want to put it. Okay, okay. How about this? <laughs> did, did, did my guy Anthony Brown continue his, his stellar training camp performance uh, out there in Denver? I'm not worried about Anthony Brown. I'm worried about Boston fans. No, no, but was Anthony Brown doing well, his thing? Because we know when Trayvon Diggs get out there, uh, Boston fan probably is not going to be touching the field very much. So, but yeah, I know yeah. Anthony Brown has been performing well against the Cowboys receivers. I want to know how 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 are him, Jordan Lewis, how they looked See, against Denver's uh, Denver's guys? Yeah, yeah. Denver completed several touchdowns against the Cowboys secondary, and um, you know, so and I, I take it like this. They were wins for them. I don't want to take it against them. But at the same time, you couldn't touch the quarterback. And so if you could have Micah getting there, they, 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 I don't know how many of those they get. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, hey, man, you know, you can't touch the quarterback. And he can keep on staying. He can get out. There's work to do. They got some work to do. But uh, overall, I just feel like if you're Dan Quinn, you're, you're, you're Mike McCarthy, you feel good from the standpoint. You can be able to talk to your guys and say, hey, look, we got more work to do. Hey, well, all right, fellas. All right, man. We'll, we'll uh, go ahead and do your thing out there. To me, it sounds like Micah or Bust. But uh, hurry on, get back to Dallas so we can go ahead with this players lounge. I uh, appreciate your time, Nui. I know. Well, that was the great Nui Scruggs giving us some information on the uh, padded practice, combined practice between the Broncos and the Dallas Cowboys. But here at the players lounge, we're going to take our first break. And when we get back, a player, Danny, that – on the receiver core, that kind of surprised me. You know, I thought he would get lost in the shuffle, but he looked like he's doing big things out there. We'll talk about that. And also, there was one guy. I mean, a lot of chippiness, a lot of chippiness, a lot of fights out there in Denver. But there was one guy out there who was instigating the whole thing. It might have been a former Cowboy. We'll talk about it when we get back. <laughs> here are the Players' Lounge, brought to you by, uh, or here at the WSWBC Studios. We'll see you when we get back. 
It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups. So you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Back to the Players' Lounge. And we're back. The great Danny McCrave and, you know, just your average box safety, Barry Church over here at the SWBC podcast studio here at the Star in Frisco, Texas. So, McCrave, before we went on the break, man, you know, I was talking and there's there was one wide receiver, but I'm going to make it two. There were two wide receivers that pretty much stood out to me out there at today's oh, practice. On this wide receiver court that you're worried about? That I'm worried about. You know, at first, you know, that was my number one worry. <laughs> that was my first, that was my number one worry. And then I saw what that old line looked like and I'm like, it ain't looking too good, so it, it dropped down in priority. So, 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 these, so these these two guys that you're seeing are they making you less worried? Making me a little less worried. Okay. I think we still need you know to look at the veteran market out there as far as receivers are concerned, but it's making me a little less worried about that um, that unit as a whole. Talking about the wide receiver unit, and the two guys I'm speaking about are the young undrafted guy Dennis Houston, number three out there, who. He seemed to have a good rapport with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, during his interviews after practice, seems to highlight this guy and loves his work ethic and loves what he can bring to this receiver room. He does pretty much everything right, and he catches the ball great. So Dennis Houston and a guy that's been here a couple years in Noah Brown. Now, the first you know, couple, couple 
seasons watching Noah Brown out there. He didn't really, you know, splash or anything like that. He just seemed like a consistent guy out there. Um, but this past training camp, he's been doing his thing, whether it's catching deep balls, catching intermediate balls. He seems to have a great set of hands on him out there. And I was watching practice. It seems like no matter if the guys are blanking and coverage him, if it's pass interference, no matter what it is, he has such a great catch radius that he's just bringing everything in. He seems to get open because he's not the, the fastest, the most agile. He's not like Cole Beasley out there where you can't even put a hand on him. But the guy just seems to make play after play after play. And I have to say the same thing about Dennis Houston. He seems to be making play after play after play. And this guy, Houston, especially being undrafted, is already running with the ones. I mean, he's already over guys like Semi Fajoko and all those guys in there that's been drafted. So, to me, those guys are standing out. And what is your opinion so far on this unit as a whole and anybody that stands out to you? Uh, I'm not really worried about the unit because, like, like I've said before, I believe that this is a, a system type of offense okay. where – Dak Prescott is going to go through his reads and hit the guy who Kellen Moore gets open, okay. right? Um, I'll say this about Houston and uh, the Dallas Cowboys history with drafting, I mean, with uh, picking up undrafted free agents, all right? Mm-hmm. We got two of them sitting here, right? Yes, so Will McClay knows how to get the guys who slip through the cracks and somehow don't get drafted. He brings them in. Miles and usually, and yes, Cole and, and these guys somehow, somehow end up making team, making the team and then having great careers. Yeah, all that's right? true. That's true. And then we look at Noah Brown, who when he was making catches last year, I was like, why, why, why is he getting, why is he getting the rock? Right. <laughs> yeah. You got CeeDee Lamb out here. You got Amari uh, Cooper out here. Why is this dude getting the rock? Yeah. And then now in this training camp, you're starting to see like, oh, okay, all right, well, well I, I get it. Some plays, I yeah. get it, right? So if, if the quarterback trusts you to be in the right spot and make sure you're going to catch the ball, if he can trust you to do those things, then you're going to get the look. Yeah. And the guy's gotten looks – in real game time situations and big time moments, because these are like fourth down situations. Yeah. We like, like, what the hell is What's going, going on? on? Right? Why is this guy getting a rock? But, you know. <laughs> so if Dak trusts them in those moments, and then they're going to continue to build on this throughout the offseason and now through training camp, I think you can expect to see Noah Brown get some a, a fair share of, of, of targets this yeah, year. I can, I can expect that. And when you go, when you look at the unit as a whole, I mean, you know, CD, he's going to do his thing. I mean, even watching this practice. He was getting catches out there. He was, I mean, he was he was not only chopping up the Dem- or our our Cowboys secondary when we played him in camp, but he's chopping up Denver's secondary as well. So I feel like he's going to be that dog. Hopefully, they kind of get him the rock, similar to a Devontae Adams in uh, Green Bay. They find a way to kind of manufacture plays for this guy. Hopefully. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa okay, see. Noah Brown, Devontae Adams. Okay, all no, right. no, no, no. I'm talking about CD. I'm talking about CD. No, no, no. I'm talking about CD. Don't be a dog. No, 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 no. Hold on, now. Hold on, hold on. The man said what? <laughs> no, no, no. I ain't speaking that bad. My bad. No, no. Okay. I'm talking about, I'm talking about CD. Manufacturing for CD. So we know that he's going to get his catches. He's going to do his thing. And hopefully Noah Brown and Dennis Houston, they can come along with him and kind of be that, you know, complimentary players, especially with Michael Gallup being out. Now, Jalen Tolbert, he's been doing his thing as well. So what do you think about the rookie receiver so far? I like I like Tolbert. I think the thing, the thing that worries me is having too many weapons for killing war, right? Mm-hmm. Because I want them to focus on – one guy, right? I want you to, to run your offense based on C.D. Lamb and then everybody else gets the rest, right? Mm-hmm. But I think the competition in the wide receiver room is great for our team, oh, yeah. right? When you got a Noah Brown, you got Tober, you, you're, bringing in, you're bringing in more guys, right? And all of them are performing. So when you get guys like Semi Fajoko uh, and mm-hmm. you're like, drafted guy, but 
you can continue to move down the list as these other guys perform better. And I think it's only going to make this group as a whole mm -hmm. perform better because they know, hey, man, when I get out there, I got to maximize this opportunity because I got another guy yeah, who's, who's coming up behind me who may take my spot if I don't perform well. And I, I love it because we've been talking about creating competition in these rooms for the last three years. Iron iron. It's going <laughs> to make them better. And you're starting to see it. So I love it. I love it. I think I think these guys are performing well, and they are maximizing their opportunities. I just want to see what they look like in the game time situations. We got we to see what they look like in the game time situations. And one more question before we get to the run game, because it looked a little shaky as well. But before we get to that run game, do you think, you know, I know my thoughts, but do you think Dalton Schultz can be that valuable number two? Because we know C.D. Lamb is going to be that number one guy. Gallup, you know, he's not going to be there at the start of the season. Do you think CD or Dalton Schultz can be that valuable number two? I think Dalton Schultz is going to play that Jason Witten role, that, that's, okay. that, that safety blanket like he did last, last season. And I think the defense is often, oftentimes going to let you – going to allow you to get the ball to Dalton They'd rather Schultz, that short right? stuff yeah, than so that I, deep. I, okay. they, so I think you're, you're going to see a lot of that. Maybe you get a double on CD and then – Dak scrambles a little bit. I think Dalton Schultz has that knack for like getting open in the zone, being able to sit it down and giving Dak somewhere to, to uh, you know, to, to be that safety blanket. I think that's going to be Dalton Schultz's game. You're not going to see him lined up at number one. You know what I'm saying? Going against a cornerback like 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 a uh, Kelsey, but he's going to be that that guy who's going to give you that safety blanket. He's going to end up with a hundred catches, <laughs> maybe a thousand <laughs> yards and, and twelve touchdowns. And some paper because somebody gonna pay him. Right. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I definitely think he will be, if not the number one uh, pass catcher, the number two as far as how many uh, targets and receptions that he gets this season. Okay. I think, is Nui on here? Nui, we, we in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, thought, I thought you was gone, Nui. <laughs> no, no, no. I came back. I came back. You wanted information. I went out and I got it. So, Melvin Gordon didn't practice today. He's dealing with an injury. So, he's out. Um, I didn't tell you. I forgot. Randy Gregory. Before practice, you know, dapped up Al Harris and a couple of equipment guys, dapped up DQ. Then he went after Clarence Hill later on during practice. So he mad at Clarence Hill about things Clarence has written. Oh. So he was, yeah, so he made, went out of his way to go chirping and chirping. Then as fights were going on, he was out there in the field involved in it. One time McCarthy kind of gets gets there and, and kind of like tries to, you know, get him out of the way, kind of like, oh, I ran, go, go, go. And uh, so he was heavily involved. One media member who, who saw a lot more of it than me said, Randy's being a real blanker. <laughs> I won't say words. Wow. Real blanker. And, and he didn't um, have pads on, right? He was, he was just out no, there with a, with a bucket hat on. Right. Dude didn't practice. He's out, but he was out here apparently agitating and instigating. And uh, we asked, I asked Dak about it. We asked Dak in the, in the media scrum, and he said, yeah, Randy just misses us. That's all. But you know, he, did, he didn't want to go too far, which was cold for Yeah, he was out here doing too much. So somebody, somebody still, somebody salty. Somebody mad. Somebody mad, man. I, you know, I don't know why he got all that money. Mad, but he, so he was out there just instigating. Because I've seen about three or four fights watching it on um, on DallasCowboys.com. So, so he was the main instigator out there starting he, stuff. He was one of them, man. He was one of them. So he, he, he you know, the pettiness knows no degree. So Who is he mad at? He, <laughs> he mad at the players? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess you got to go seventy million, but I guess you, you got your issues and problems. So that you know, there it is. So and so, and, and what what the whole how did the whole thing go down with 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 Randy and Clarence Hill? Like, how did that whole thing get going down? <laughs> 
So that one, I because I was on the other field, I came over here, and then one person told me about it, then I asked him. And he said, yeah, he's been mad at me for what I wrote, and he's still mad, and he just he wanted it to be known because he saw him, and, you know, Clarence wasn't going to sit around here and run from him. You know? <laughs> yeah, Clarence ain't the one to run. I, I know that. Yeah, right. so. and, 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 of course, uh, they got all the information from a very reliable source, Wink, wink. Ain't <laughs> like, like they wrote something that was false. Yeah, you know, um, you know, it's interesting. So he, he he tried to talk about you know his his path and hey, you know what, I admit my mistakes, dot dot dot. But then if you bring them up and you talk about that, then he wants to get upset. Which is like, hey man, this is the life you've chosen. You know, this this comes with the meal. You mm. know, if you're not you're not available, you know, and, and it's because of, you know self inflicted wounds that people are gonna talk about it. And it's going to be an issue because you have made it an issue. But, you know, apparently he's still salty about it. And, and uh, yeah, look, Jerry was pretty kind of – Jerry was salty when he had that opening press conference on the 25th when he was talking about availability. Mm. And Randy was one of the key people. He was talking about <laughs> three people, Mari Cooper, Randy Gregory, and Lyle Cobb. Mm. 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 There was no doubt about who they were talking about. It is what it is. So – Apparently, Randy still got his issues, so, you know, you won't go after the reporters. You got your 70 million, man. You got your bag. You better better focus on on being healthy and being available for his team this season. Yeah, that's what he needs to focus on. Instead of trying to get back at, like you said, reporters and writers, just just focus on what you need to focus on. But, Nui, real quick, what, what in this preseason game? Do you need to see from this Cowboys game, from this Cowboys team offensively and defensively? Defensively, I need to see boss man fat. I, I need you. I need you to improve. You're a second round pick. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, know, you guys know how this thing works in the NFL. Second round picks are drafted to one day become come either starters or heavy contributors. Yeah. And so they're running him out here with the ones, and there's the dick isn't going to play on uh, Saturday night. So you know you need to be out here getting, getting you know doing your thing. Want to see if Chauncey Golston can become a better player and make some impact on, on Saturday night? I want to see what Bell looks like. Um, Ukamu, um, you know, a couple other guys in the DB room. Where do they go? Uh, Ridgeway got hurt, so does Bohannon take advantage of the opportunity and 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 solidify himself? Tristan Hill, they're, they're, they don't have. There's, you know, there's going to be some dudes on this D line to get cut. Yeah. No jobs are at stake here. So, so Saturday night is going to be very big defensively for, for backups. Offensively Saturday night, let's see what Houston is able to do and Tolbert's able to do because these guys need the reps. Um, the kicking game. Guys were out here, Maher and Hyrule who were kicking earlier before practice. Bruh. It, it, it still looks shaky. It's still not. You they, know. They're going longer, but they're not going in, huh? Oh, man. You, you, you're still not pulling one of them on your fantasy team. So. Oh, um, man. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, the Cowboys should be watching all kicking contests across the league when these preseason games start. <laughs> Who man. might be available? Man. Because, uh, yeah, yeah. So, that Saturday night, I'm, you know, I, want, I hope that there are opportunities so we can see the field goal kicking situation. So, that's what you want to see when you're out here. Oh. Um, but it's, it's, it's about those backups, man. And so, Cooper Rush uh, taking advantage of his opportunity. I don't know if Will Greer is going to play because um, he's dealing with a he's dealing with a groin injury. So, uh, it, it should probably be your your Cooper Rush. Uh, you know, last stand for Danucci game. Danucci get a last chance, and we're going to see. We're going to see. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see him. Like I said, I, I just want to see us be able because I, I, I feel like I have an, an idea of how we're going to play in our secondary. Mm-hmm. My issue is our front seven. I want to see us be able to stop 
the run. Be in position and make those plays that we weren't able to make last season so teams don't think they can come in here and have that plan of we're going to run the ball down their throat and that's how we're going to stop them. Like that, that is what I want to see, some physicality from our front seven. Yeah, look, guys, the, 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 they want to run the ball in Denver. So that's going to be an emphasis there, that they're going to go out and do that. And so, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see Saturday night, but well, there's guys and there's there's guys who have to play well to keep their jobs here. And I'm with you guys. You got to be able to stop the run. That was an Achilles heel for the Cowboys last year. Out here today, the altitude got to my ass. I asked uh, Nate Hackett afterwards. I said, you know, a couple of the Cowboys, you know, said the altitude, the heat, added with the altitude, 95, and then you add that altitude onto it, man. It was a challenge, and he said. He could see it going on as they kept practicing later on. That yes, you know, it was having an effect. Which, oh, by the way, you guys know. Oh yeah. Um, it's why they have a winning percentage, one of the <laughs> highest winning percentages ever in, in, in NFL history here in my life. It affects you. It does. It does. Well, once again, appreciate you contributing on here, Nui. We're going to take our last commercial break here, but when we get back, something that Kellen Moore said and actually followed through with. I would like to see your thoughts on that, Danny, when we get back. Once again, this is the Players' Lounge at the SWBC Studios here in Frisco, Texas. We'll see you when you get back. With Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar, you no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor, guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. <laughs> And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh, she's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, Can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? (sighs) Great job, honey! Oh. Oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the Players' Lounge. 
And we're back here at the Players' Lounge. The great Danny McRae and your average box safety, Barry Church here. So last couple minutes of the show here, I, you know, I, I, or I uh, teased off talking about, you know, Kellen Moore saying, you know, we're going to get Tony Pollard involved more, whether it's the run game, or it's the pass game. We're going to get this guy the ball. We're going to get him involved more. And, you know, it's always a lot of, you know, talk. It's always a lot of talk. You know, we heard, you know, Coop's going to get the ball more. He got it for one game. You know, we one heard game. Jerry say, hey, we need to run the football more. We handed off to Zeke 12 times in the playoff game, which we know wasn't a good deal. So we know there's a lot of always a lot of talking going on. But from what I've seen in this 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 combined practice between Denver and Dallas is they did get a concerned effort of getting Tony Pollard to rock. There was a lot of 20 personnel out there, which means 20 personnel, two running backs, zero tight ends. You saw, you wow. saw the makings of My something. Man, all right, they were, you know, Kellen Moore dropped back, throwing a couple screen passes, a couple dump offs. They had Tony Pollard in the slot doing some receiver work. So, you know, I think it could be good. It could be good for the Dallas Cowboys. What is your thoughts on getting Tony Pollard more involved with this offense? <laughs> you know what? I'd rather see Tony Pollard be more involved in this offense, similar to how uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb are versus <laughs> versus running 20 personnel and putting them in the slot. All right. you The Cleveland Browns arguably have the best backfield in the league I would say with so. those two guys. I would say so. And they're not running all that 20 personnel. Every time I see 20 personnel and I see a highlight, I see Zeke coming around the corner as a lead blocker. He was a blocker on one of those. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> one of those end rounds like, to Pollard. Like, what are we doing, bro? <laughs> 90 like, million blockers. What, like, what are we doing, bro? Like, yeah, get them, get them involved, <laughs> but don't get them involved at the expense of an Ezekiel Elliott. Like, yeah. you don't have to do it that way, all right? So I'm, I'm happy that he is getting them involved, but we also know there's a training camp and they're really just working on how to do the that because and outs, for sure. you get out there and try to run 20 personnel the entire season, defensive coordinators are going to fire off on you. They will. <laughs> because, they will. Because if you run 20, then you missing some blockers out there. You ain't got no tight end. <laughs> you ain't got nobody to block that end. So, so we're going to so, see. So, you know, unless you got Zeke uh, playing tight end. So, so shout out to him. What I really want him to do is focus on getting Zeke the ball out of the backfield, all right? Whatever. Flat routes, whatever you got to do. I want to see some counters. I want to see some power. I want to see a concerted effort of trying to establish your uh, physicality in these football games with Ezekiel Elliott. And then when you put a guy like Tony Pollard after that, that's why you see him break those 60, 70-yard runs because Zeke been pounding them for the first three quarters, and all of a sudden, man, they don't know what to do. And you get a, you get a change of pace, change of speed, Tony Pollard out the you know out the gate, but yeah. slot receiver twenty person. I, I, I don't know. We'll don't see. Know. You know, at the end of the day, I think we can both agree on this: that without a solid run game, I don't think this offense is, is pretty much going to go anywhere. It's going to be kind of like it was last year. You know, a lot of a lot of points being scored early on, but as you go against better teams, if you don't have a solid run game to complement that passing attack. Teams are going to start to figure out, figure you out, and we saw that last year. But Danny has been great as always. Keep balling on the challenge. That is what we have for you here today on the Players Lounge SWBC Studios. It's me, Barry Church, your average box safety, and the legend, the myth, the legend, the reality superstar. Danny McCray across from me. We'll, be, we'll get Newey Scruggs back here, I believe, <laughs> next week. So he'll be over here to host as well. So hope you guys enjoyed the Players Lounge. We'll be back next Tuesday. I believe, same time. So thank you very much. That's all we got here for you today. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!